Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. On this Best Deal episode, we will explore the human side of real estate investing with a seasoned pro about the legendary best deal of their life. A deal isn't just the investment, it is also the person executing it. Stay with us and learn what it takes to be the best investor possible. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Royal-Smith. I'm the owner of Royal Legal Solutions, your one-stop shop for everything real estate investor-related, tax, legal, business, you name it, we do it, all 50 states, every asset class. And I'm privileged uh, to be with Eric uh, today. We're going to be uh, talking about using retirement funds for uh, for investing. And I've heard like a lot of uh, back and forth on people saying, hey, you know, why would I wouldn't want to use retirement funds? Um, for uh, different types of deals that I want to go into. And uh, one thing that I want to caution everybody is that when you're, when you're looking for advice on like, hey, what should I do? And that's the end of your question. That's a really bad question, right? The que- with a better question is going to be like, under what circumstances does using, say, a retirement fund make a lot of sense? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's important to be able to know what are the qualifications around a question that you're going to ask Otherwise, what you're going to do is you're going to get like what you get online with that. You're going to have half the people tell you that it's great. Other people tell you that it's horrible and you're just left not knowing anything regardless, right? About like what you should end up doing. So Eric, thanks for coming on the show here today. And, and thanks for uh, offering your time to enlighten us a little bit about, um, about the use of retirement funds and uh, real estate investing. Uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and, and the company that you work for. Sure. And Scott, thank, thanks to you for having me. Uh, enlightened may be a strong word for what I can deliver here, but I'll do my best. I, I appreciate the optimism. It's a high bar. It's a high yeah. bar here, Eric. It's yeah. enlightenment yeah. or bust. <laughs> Nothing in between. That's sort of like a lot of people's investment philosophies, right? So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm an investment banker. I was an investment banker for a really long time. I've also been a serial entrepreneur and I've been a venture capitalist and uh, venture capital is actually what led me to um, Alto IRA, which is the company I founded and am now the, the CEO of for as long as people will let me continue to do that. Um, but Alto enables individuals to access their retirement savings and uh, make investments in alternative assets like real estate. Historically, people have referred to uh, our industry as the self-directed IRA industry. I like to think of that a little bit like saying, uh, you know, natural foods, which is um, somewhat meaningless. Uh, You know, there there are no restrictions around natural foods, really, to speak of. Uh, And self-directed IRA, similarly, could be hey, you have control of your IRA in Schwab or Fidelity or with TD. And so we like to describe what we do as the alternative IRA industry because we're really talking about unregistered securities um, like real estate, like private equity, venture capital, uh, private companies that you may have an opportunity to invest in, digital assets like Bitcoin, et cetera. And so that's really where we are focused. That's awesome, Eric. And, and when, you, when you think about uh, what are the most successful uh, types of strategies with people using their retirement funds, especially investing inside of real estate, um, what, are the, what are the circumstances that 
um, brew that's a, that would lead somebody to believe like, man, I should really be using a self-directed IRA or a solo 401k or something in that context? Yeah. So that, so that's a great question. And, you know, I can actually speak to that from, uh, from, from personal experience, you know, Alto is, is headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I think probably a lot of folks who are, are listening to your podcast um, know that Nashville has been uh, a city that's been on fire in terms of growth and real estate development. And you can look out our, uh, you've actually, you can look around 360 degrees from the rooftop of our building and probably count no less than 22 cranes. So a lot of real estate development going on. And about um, five, six years or so ago, uh, I bought a property in a part of town called 12 South. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think at, at least as I understand real estate and you and your listeners are really the experts in, in real estate, it's not when you sell, it's when you buy, right? That, that determines how, how well you're going to do. And uh, I have another saying that it's better to be lucky than good. And I think we were uh, lucky to buy when we did in 12 South and then ultimately turn around a few years later and sell it for a nice profit um, on which, of course, I had to pay taxes. And uh, I was like, wow, had I used my IRA, there would be no taxes. I'd, I'd just be taking that money and I'd be reinvesting and I'd benefit from uh, compounding returns without having to pay taxes. Uh, at least not until I either convert to a Roth or I distribute at retirement age. And so that was part of uh, ultimately what led me to starting Alto IRA because the, the sort of light bulb had gone off, which is like, hey, retirement savings are long-term assets that should be invested in long-term investments. They're great for uh, you know, buy and hold type situations. It's not daily trading in and out. And um, so I started looking at making private company investments as well using my IRA and the, the process, uh, I'll keep what can be a really long story short, the process was uh, too complicated for most, took too much time and too expensive. And so we built the Alto IRA platform in order to do for alternative IRA investing what TurboTax did for self-filing, right? And so if you want to make a real estate investment and you want to use your retirement savings, we make it really easy and cost-effective to do so. That's awesome, Eric. And um, how, how do you see people um, typically funding a self-directed IRA? I know one way is that you would you, know, you leave your job and then you roll over your IRA to a self-directed IRA. Are you seeing many people that are like entrepreneurs um, using it to uh, with their extra cash? Because I think they could move like an extra what five grand or so a year into it. Way, right? Actually, way more than that. So, um, you, you know, there are two great vehicles for uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs out there that they ought to take advantage of from a retirement perspective. One is the SEP IRA, um, and so SEP IRA, and you know, if I were better with acronyms, I could tell you what the SEP stands for. Uh, I just, it's leaving me at the moment. It is not self-employed though. Uh, but SEP IRA and the solo 401k, both allow the self-employed individual to sock away, I think in the solo 401k, as much as $56,000 a year right? As opposed to 6,500 in a, 
in an IRA, big delta there, right? And so, and and then with a SEP IRA, there it's it's a little bit more complicated. The uh, the calculations are a bit more complicated, um, but but you're taking a percentage of your net income, and and that's what you can put away in the in the SEP. So. Um, both of those vehicles, I highly recommend people do some quick Googling and research on and talk to your tax advisor, but it's a great way to sock away a lot of money and then put it to work so that you're better positioned for retirement when it comes. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, um, the SEP IRA and like what types of people are, would go the SEP IRA route versus the solo 401k route? Yeah. So, um, they're really the same individual. The solo one, the solo 401k can be a bit more uh, expensive or, uh, and or intimidating to set up. It need not be. We're actually working towards providing um, a solo 401k solution. We're not there yet, uh, but we're getting close. But in the interim, you can definitely choose to have a SEP IRA with us at, at Alto. Both are, are for the same individual. Um, don't ask me why we have both forms of these. You know, that's like applying logic to government regulations, which doesn't always go over so well. And um, so not, not a whole hell of a lot else that I can say on that front. Uh, okay, cool. I was just wondering if, if the SEP IRA is calculated by a percentage of income. It, that if it, it, like it's a lot of people to exceed the $56,000 threshold, and maybe that's why people would go for it. You, you know, it, that's possible. I'm, I don't know the answer. And, you know, I, I've played a CPA on TV once before, uh, but they didn't ask me back. Okay, so. cool. So can, can you tell me a little bit about um, your company with the way it works? I know a lot of people that we've worked with, um, you know, we have clients at Royal Legal that come in from, from Uterect and from Kingdom Trust. And I understand that there's a difference between like the back end uh, providers as well. And then you have like an administrative front, which I think you direct is actually an administrative front for like a larger trust company. Right. Um, is that the way you guys are set up that you guys, are you guys backed by a larger trust or do you guys have your own? So we have our own custodial powers and um, we have built what I would characterize as a two-sided platform, meaning we have relationships not only with the investor, but also with the issuer, which could be a, a seller of real estate. It could be a company raising money. It could be uh, an individual borrowing money. Um, but we, we have relationships with the issuers as well as the investors. Included in that definition of issuer, by the way, uh, is investment platforms. So we have a fully integrated solution with uh, Angelus, WeFunder, Silicon Prairie, um, and uh, other full integrations coming. The reason I, I, I raise this is because if you're interested in real estate exposure, but maybe you don't yet have uh, the, the savings to buy a building on your own, you can still participate in real estate on these investment platforms like Ground Floor, uh, like Funrise, um, like Pier Street. They're whole, I mean, there are a whole bunch of them, cadre, crowdsheet. I mean, there are a whole bunch of them, right? And so you're no longer required to have uh, $100,000, $200,000 in order to buy a building. You can buy a $1,000 piece of something or a $2,500 piece of something. 
And one of the things that, that we talk about and that we're big believers in at Alto is portfolio diversification, okay? So uh, we don't think you should have 100% of your, your uh, retirement savings in equity. Uh, we don't think it should be 50-50 debt to equity. We think you need a certain amount of equity, a certain amount of debt, certain amount of real estate, certain amount of venture capital, et cetera. And what's changed today versus where um, the world was even just three years ago is the ability for all individuals to participate in these alternative asset classes via investment platforms that never existed before. And so uh, we're pretty excited about that. And because we provide a seamless integrated solution to many of them, uh, we make it really easy for you to access your retirement savings and invest in these assets. That's awesome, man. So is the tech that you guys are really bringing to the scene and how to hook up the IRA money that's held in, with the custodian um, to like the investing platform? And then you guys are running that through your back end? That, that's exactly correct, right? So um, it's a SaaS platform uh, that has custodial capabilities and you know, we provide, we provide investors with access to investments and we provide investments with access to investors. So, you know, kind of works both ways. So are you hosting the investments on your own platform then? No, we, it's only we, on a third party. Yeah, that's right. We, we are not. So we're, we're not uh, a broker dealer. We're not a registered investment advisor. We just help you actually transact in the way you want to transact. Okay. And, and what makes that easier for people than say somebody that has like a self-directed IRA with an LLC component to it and are investing through that LLC? Is that like a workaround you guys are doing and say, hey, avoid the complications of an LLC and use our platform instead? Yeah. So if you're investing in real estate, I still think the, the self-directed IRA LLC as people sort of refer to it or, or the checkbook LLC as people may refer to it which gives you something called checkbook control. I still think that's the best way to invest in real estate if you're buying a building yourself uh, with your retirement savings. And we do, we do auto create LLCs uh, for our customers for this purpose, for investing in real estate. So you can uh, go to our website, you can reach out to the help desk and say, hey, I hear you do checkbook LLCs, how do I do that? Um, and we'll send you a link to that product. So um, to, to the checkbook LLC product. And we think that really is the most effective way to invest in real estate with your retirement savings for, um, for one really important reason. Uh, there are recurring transactions when you've invested in real estate, both incoming and outgoing, right? Outgoing is uh, taxes, insurance, maintenance, CapEx, et cetera. And what you don't want to do is send a, a note to your custodian and say, hey, here's an invoice for uh, $50 of light bulbs. Will you please send me a check for 50 bucks so I can pay for the light bulbs? And I see your brows sort of going up and down when I say that. And, and the reason I'm, I'm bringing that issue up is because when you own a property with your retirement savings, all of the expenses related to that property must then be paid for and covered by your retirement dollars. So you yourself as an individual can't pull out your Amex or, or Visa card or MasterCard or 
Discover or how many other credit card companies do we have? I don't know. But you can't pull out your personal card and pay those expenses. You have to pay out of your IRA. Similarly, if you have people who are, are renting your um, investment property or uh, you have uh, leaseholders in a commercial building and they're sending you rent checks uh, every month, that money needs to go back into your IRA account. Really easy to, to put that back into uh, the bank account that is associated with the checkbook LLC so that you can then use those funds for future expenses. And Scott, tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe it's worth stepping back um, and explaining what a checkbook LLC is. You, you, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go through. Let's walk through what checkbook control looks like. I think that's one of the cooler uh, things that people a lot of times they don't know about. Um, I really like your idea of having a platform to not have to manage it. The issue a lot of times when people go checkbook control, all of a sudden. Um, Sure, you now get to control your retirement funds, which is neat, right? You don't have to talk to a custodian to be able to cut checks and you can basically handle all the business for it. Uh, one of the things that we, uh, uh, but the problem that I think a lot of people that don't, that run into it that they don't realize is that now they have an LLC that they have to maintain. Like there's some right. filing costs for it that's usually around like 300 to 1,000 bucks. You're usually spending somewhere between 300 to $500 a year to maintain it by the time you do the franchise tax filings, public information reports, registered agent fees, et cetera. Um, and then if your contribution limits are low to your IRA, then all of a sudden now you're not making a ton of money off of it. Well, you've just eaten it all up with admin expenses uh, that comes into it, right? Is that basically kind of where it goes where you're thinking, Eric, or is that just my Yes, no, no, you're, you're, you're entirely correct, which is why we really only think the Checkbook LLC is a product that makes sense for um, large real estate purchases, not, not for um, investing, certainly not for investing on the other platforms where we're fully integrated and provide for a really cost-effective, seamless, one-touch, essentially, uh, investment solution. Uh, maybe there's three buttons, I don't know the total. Uh, total number of buttons, but it but it's buttons, not you know twenty pieces of paper and scans, right. and faxes and phone calls and and all that nonsense, right? Yeah. So, um, you, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. In fact, I'm going to hire you to start telling people why they should, you know, just use the platform and only use the LLC when they're making big real estate purchases. But to to go back a step, we do provide a, a turnkey solution for the people that want to create a checkbook LLC for uh, larger real estate transactions. We charge $199 to do it, um, and just uh, it's a $99 a year fee actually with us um, to to have that asset in your IRA. But just the mechanics, I'll, I'll try and explain this uh, succinctly. The mechanics are that you open up an Alto IRA account and, and you transfer funds from either you're rolling a 401k over or you're transfer, transferring from an existing IRA account somewhere else. Could be Fidelity, could be Schwab, could be Kingdom, could be Millennium, wherever, you know, um, you want to move those funds to us to, to create this checkbook LLC. Your IRA... We will auto create the LLC for you. Your IRA then invests in the LLC and becomes the sole member of what we call the checkbook LLC. And we give you a, a fancy name that's only yours. And uh, you know we use some algorithm to make sure that 
uh, the name's going to belong just to you and nobody else. You know, probably like we mix up all the letters of your name or something. I can't remember. I don't know what we do, but it's something silly like that a little bit. Um, uh, so we've created this LLC. We then fund it with your IRA. Your IRA becomes the, the sole member of the LLC. You then open up a, a bank account for your LLC and you now have checkbook control and you can go make the investments you want to make. The other thing that you can't do on our platform that you can do if you're trying to sort of invest yourself out of an LLC is enter into a prohibited transaction. So that's something that we keep you from doing, right? Because on our platform, we ask you a series of questions. Uh, and if you answer incorrectly, you get the big red X, right? And it's like, eh, can't go forward, right? And the reason we do that is because we don't want you to pay uh, penalties on what would be deemed an early distribution or withdrawal from your retirement account. And so we're, we certainly protect you from doing that if you're on the platform uh, you have no such protections if you're trying to do this yourself via a checkbook LLC. I had an interesting case that came up the other day with a client who was asking me about, uh, they had a friend, a friend of theirs, and they each had about $100,000 in their IRA accounts. And they said, hey, Scott, what do you think about if I loan my friend $100,000 out of my IRA and he loans me $100,000 out of his IRA to our, our mutual businesses? have going on is that a prohibited transaction or, or not because we're really just loaning each other money is there point. like somebody from the irs standing like three feet to your left or right that i can't see you know next to this royal legal uh, you guys get all the easy questions when the things get hard and tricky that's when they come like well let me go talk to this attorney over here and the attorneys are the ones that get all the wrath on that so i was wondering if that's like a common thing that you guys get pinged with a lot on like questions like that or is that pretty out of the box and why not? So, you know, this is like, this, <laughs> you know, the, the story that, you know, if police officers weren't police officers, they'd be criminals. Right. Right. You know that. So um, <laughs> in, in any event, uh, so I, I, by the letter of the law, what you're describing is actually 100% legal. Okay. And by the way, you can't take anything I just said to the bank. Yeah, right? like, there's no legal advice being given here. No, 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 no advice given here. Um, and and right. if you're gonna do this, you probably wanna hire a lawyer to write you a letter that says this is perfectly, you know, okay. But theoretically, by the letter of the law, there's nothing to stop me from making a loan to you of $100,000 so long as I'm getting, you know, a market rate of return. And, the, and there's nothing to stop you from doing the same thing in reverse. It, it, so from a practical standpoint, does the IRS ever discover this? Likely not. If, however, um, you get audited for some other reason and they dig into you because, uh, who knows what else you're dealing with, <laughs> right? And they say, hey, who's this guy that you lent $100,000 to from your retirement account? And by the way, where did this $100,000 come from? And you're like, oh, it came from that guy who lent money. I mean, there is an argument to be made 
that the loans were not arm's length transactions and instead were just early distributions from your retirement accounts meant to skirt you know, the laws that they put in place to keep you from taking early withdrawals. So, so where's, where's that line that you typically see from your business sense, right? Because if you're too conservative with everything, you're usually losing money on the table. If you're doing a lot of transactions that are like the ones that we just described, you're probably overly aggressive. Um, and you're and eventually something's gonna, you're gonna get caught somewhere down the line and then have like a bunch of legal fees and stuff in there. So yeah. where do you, where do you come in to, where's the right balance from your business experience, Eric? So where, where, where's the right balance? Um, I, honestly, so this is going to be a totally lame answer. It's really up to the individual and whatever their given level of risk tolerance is, right? Would, would, I, would I do what you have described? No. Okay. Um, because... I happen to know that the design of, uh, of what you've described, while legal, uh, the intentions actually are not, right? And, and so, um, you know, is the IRS going to find out if you do that? Likely not. Am, right. I am I telling you that you should go ahead and do it? No. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's the same types of advice that I usually give people. It's a very lawyerly answer. And yeah. so, well done. You can also have my job now. So no, well, definitely yeah. not. Thank you. <laughs> it's awesome. or, 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 or as my son said, when he was really little and we'd try to, you know, feed him food that he, he didn't want any more of, he'd say, you know, thank you. No. <laughs> yeah. So about right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I, we like to wrap every episode with uh, like a lesson learned, um, so to speak from it. Um, so I was wondering if, if you were going to leave the audience with like one lesson learned from our talk here today, um, what would that be? Yeah, so I, I think the lesson is to take advantage of either the tax deferral from a traditional IRA savings account or, or if you've been, you know, really good about your retirement planning and have Roth IRA accounts, take advantage of, you know, the the tax situation that you've created for yourself um, and by that I mean positive tax situation you've created for yourself and use those funds for long-term investments and asset diversification so it, you know don't bet it all on black uh, and 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 really diversify uh, for the future and you know I it, that, that doesn't mean by the way don't be aggressive I, I think we all probably could use um, to be, being a bit more aggressive in, in how we're thinking about uh, investing for retirement. It, it, it just means be thoughtful about it. Well said, Eric. Um, for anybody looking to, to get a hold of you, your company, and interested in uh, learning more, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, www.altoira.com, A-L-T-O-I-R-A.com. And if you're interested in that checkbook LLC product for real estate, just reach out via chat and we'll send you the link. Awesome, Eric. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Everybody go to altoira.com. Um, check out all the great info that uh, Eric has on there. I can tell you that deal that he has right now for the $199 LLC with the checkbook control is a hell of a deal. Um, so look out for what they uh, have to offer there and, and see if that's the right fit for you guys. Um, but thank you guys for attending us here today on the show. Uh, of course, I'm Scott Royal Smith. This is the Real Estate Nerds Podcast, and we'll catch you next time. 
That's all for this Best Deal episode, and I'm your host, Scott Royal-Smith, with the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. When investments go good, they can go great. Your legendary best deal could be your next one, so keep at it. Thank you for joining us, and if you enjoyed the show, leave a review to help clue in those sleeping masses for what they need to know and what we all need reminders of. Do your good deed for the day, and I'll see you again soon.